0: If you're enjoying the Homegrown Sanctuary podcast, do yourself a favor and hit subscribe. That way you know whenever we come out with a new episode. And if you want to do us a favor, share the episodes you like on all your social media platforms. Thank you. Pimp by Iceberg Slim. It is a very rough and raw book about a man who started pimping in the 30s and 40s. And his journey from childhood till when he quit the game. It's a wild ride. And there's a lot of self-reflection towards the end, which I enjoyed. In the intro, he describes why he wrote the book, which I thought was very good. And it put a lot of it into context. Because when you're reading the book... A lot of it, you're just like, why Why are you doing that? Or why are you there? Or why is this attractive to you? There's a lot of... I had a lot of questions reading it. Every time they describe a situation and he goes up and talks to a girl, like, he calls them a bitch. And I can't relate to that. You know, like, saying, like, you're going to be my whore, bitch. Stuff like that. It was very strange. It was very strange. Reading that book really introduces you... To a world that you are completely unfamiliar with, the language is full of jive, so it's almost like an completely different language, and there's actually a glossary to help you with all the terms they use, so if you've ever read a mafia book that has Italian phrases in it that they use intermittently with with the English, or, like, if you ever watched, like, a Spanglish movie, it's the same type of thing, but with jive, and it's a very, very interesting book, you really see what it's like, at least back then, on how these men will, would seek out girls that have trauma in their lives, and basically... Hook them on drugs and turn them out, which means turn them into prostitutes, and they'll use them until they can't use them anymore. And there are—I don't know how many specific stories he has about that, but he he does describe how he he kept his whores or his stable in line, you know, during that time, and uh, what the drug use and the oh, it's just it's just a a crazy book, and. He'll go, you'll go actually go into his mind when he's dealing with these women and he'll describe his plan and then he'll say something different. So throughout the book, a lot of the other convicts tell Slim he should be a, a con man, not a pimp because he's so good at talking. And throughout the, the book, he'll, he'll think something, but he'll say something completely different. And it really shows how nefarious some people can be. It's a good book. It's very well written. The way he describes things, the detail he uses when he compares things from one to another, it's, it's just very good. And the ending, I appreciated the ending because he basically finds enlightenment through solitary confinement, so if you want a, if you want to spend some time across the tracks, if you will, you should pick up Pimp by Iceberg Slim, it's very, very raw, there's a lot of drug use, cursing, Uh, there's some sex in it, but not in a pornographic way, talks about hustles, talks about all sorts of stuff. So if you want to see what that life really looks like, the good, the bad, the ugly, even the good stuff looks pretty damn bad to me. You should check out Pimp by Iceberg Slim. If you have an audible subscription, you can actually listen to it for free. It's included in your membership. Otherwise you can buy it from Amazon, or bookstores were everywhere, or whatever they say on the commercials. So, But I I listened to it on audio, and the narration was pretty good. He did change his voice for the different characters and stuff. It was a well-done narration. Hello, everybody. Before we start the show, I just wanted you to get a preview of some of the things that I edit out during me and Joseph's podcasts, I edit stuff out with other guests as well. Some of you have expressed interest in hearing all of the uh, unedited recordings that we have. And here's a sample of what, what that could be. And at a later date, we're going to create a premium channel and we're going to let a lot of the... Uh First Amendment crimes ride, so enjoy news you haven't heard, Joseph. What have you got for us this week
1: all right so in in light of our new segment we're gonna go with at the start of the podcast, I decided to keep it light and humorous. so I have four articles here um news that I doubt anyone, maybe some people in these local areas may have heard, but nobody else. One of them's up in your neck of the woods. A public works employee captured an alligator in a Michigan pond. Believe it or not, we do have alligator
0: sanctuaries up here.
1: So, a public works employee um, in Stanton, Michigan, um, he was said he was observing a sewage pond in the southern part of the city when he saw a turtle walk into one, closely followed by an alligator. Uh, He alerted his balsam co-workers to the non-native reptiles presence and retrieved his fishing rod in an attempt to capture.
0: That sounds like a Michigander.
1: He said, I quote, once I saw that he was there, there was no way I was going to let somebody else catch it. I wanted to be the person that got to catch it, end quote. Yeah,
0: that sounds like everybody in my state, man. I'm not lying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So he was actually able to hook the alligator and bring it to shore where he snagged it in the fishing net. But he said the fight did not end there. Quote, it got out at one point out of the net, and it kind of charged us a couple times with its mouth open, end quote. Eventually, they got the alligator wrangled into a cooler, and the Michigan Department of Natural Resources officer took custody of the reptile and transported it to the Wilderness Trail Zoo near Birch Run, Michigan. The alligator's origins are unknown at this time. All right, next up, we're going to Ohio. There's an emu on the loose in an Ohio county. Uh, The Pendleton County Animal Shelter released a statement saying that an emu was spotted heading west into the woods at the side of a Kentucky Route 22, and authorities were able to get in contact with the flightless bird's owner. The shelter advised members of the public not to attempt to capture the emu themselves, but to carefully allow them into their yards if it is spotted wandering along a fence line. I'm just going to take a break to say, if you do not know, the Australian military fought two wars against emus. It's hilarious. Fifty thousand rounds expended, like twelve birds killed. It's it's a funny point in history to go research for yourself. The shelter is asking members of the public who spot the bird to contact the facility. As of Monday night, nine one one dispatch said there have been no further sightings of the bird. I sticking to have an
0: emu story so there was an emu farm in rural illinois northwest illinois where we lived and we were driving to church one day and there was an emu running down the highway in the in the lane that we were supposed to be in and every time we passed it it would actually block us and as we sped up it would run faster it was it was just running down the middle of the road man right in front of us And my dad eventually got irritated and just accelerated until uh, it was uncomfortable running that fast. Then it just ran off the shoulder. But yeah, emus are a thing in the Midwest.
1: All right. So we're going to stick with Ohio. In German township, Ohio, police department said they reported, they've responded to multiple reports of a bison on the lease in the community. Um, officers were concerned about the potential risk to drivers, pedestrians, children, and nearby farmers. They quoted saying, the danger is not hitting the animal. It's what they, you may do to the animal. It's what they may do to you. If you hit one, it'll come right back at you and come up on the hood, Input. Police say they were able to contact the, owners, the animal's owner, a farmer who keeps bison on his property about four miles away from where the loose buffalo was spotted. Um Earlier this year, or last year, I believe, I'm sorry, a beefalo, which is a hybrid of a bison and a domestic cow, was captured after 250 days on the loose in Connecticut after it escaped from a slaughterhouse facility.
0: Good for him.
1: All right, and last, I could not do this without ending in Florida, because we all know Florida man. Um. A man in Florida, Florida man accused of stealing a gator from a miniature golf course and threw it around its head to, I quote, or he quoted, to teach it a lesson. End quote. Police say they were patrolling on South Atlantic Avenue around 3:20 a.m. in Daytona Beach Shores, Florida, when they saw a man later identified as William Hodge attempting to throw a live gator onto the roof of a building. After he was arrested, he then proceeded to clog the toilet and the drain in his jail cell in an attempt to flood the entire facility. Uh, he is being charged with animal cruelty, possessing or injuring an alligator, unarmed burglary, and criminal mischief.
0: That sounds like Florida. Have and you that concludes this newscast? <laughs> Have you ever heard of Shane Smith? He's a comedian. No. Okay, he's a dry bar comedian. So he. In the dry bar skits he does, he doesn't cuss, okay? So very family-friendly. He has one called Robbing Wendy's with an Alligator. And this is based on a true Florida story. He was in Florida, and he basically tells you what what the news story was, and then he tells it in his own words. And it is... Oh, it's not that long of a skit it's it's a little it's it's about 11 minutes long and it is so funny I will, i will have to check it out i enjoy the dry bar skits yeah he's my favorite he's he's my absolute favorite he did that one he did like debt collectors you know like his very first one was a i don't know like 30 to an hour 30 minutes to an hour and he does this whole thing where um they're like like the the the, cre- the creditors are like are you Shane and he goes no and like it, it's clearly him right and he and they're like well you owe us money he goes well I'm not gonna pay you do you have another thing and all the creditors are like I don't have another thing and he goes well I guess that's good day then and <laughs> so he just doesn't pay his bill he's a funny dude man
1: I really like him a lot he cracks me up. I got, I got to send you I got to send you to one where the old guy talks about being married. He's like the greatest thing, uh, best part of that skip. He's like the greatest thing about being married is your wife will tell you things that you didn't know you didn't know. He's like, like you know, I was in, he's like, I was in a restaurant one day and uh, it was, I was behind an old couple and I was watching them and it was one of those cafeterias, you know, you grab your drink and then you move down the line and they put food on the plate that you want. And uh, he said, I watched this old man reaching for the milk, the whole milk. He was reaching for whole milk. He said he got almost to the whole milk. And his wife goes, you do not drink whole milk. And he curved to the right and instantly grabbed the skim milk and put it on his plate. He said, thank God that man was married because he could have drank the wrong milk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, everybody has like their opinion on like how to run their marriage. You know what I mean? I did. I drink whole milk. I know it sounds like a funny thing to like put your foot down on. But my wife was like a 2% girl. And I'm like, I drink whole milk. I (laughs) I need all the milk I can get, you know, and that was, she would buy 2%. I wouldn't drink it and I'd buy a gallon of whole, you know, it was like, it was one of those hills I decided I was dying on.
1: What's so funny is it was opposite when me and my wife got together. I drank 1% milk, and my wife drank whole milk. So we actually compromised at 2%. Why
0: do you drink 1% or why did you drink 1%? Um, we,
1: really,
0: it's watery.
1: Well, I'm lactose intolerant, and I, I hate skim milk, and 1% didn't affect my stomach as bad as drinking a, a 2% or a whole milk. <laughs> That is a valid reason. I will accept that reason. Now I'll just drink goat's milk. So. I've never had goat's milk, man. I think it tastes identical. And if you're lactose intolerant, it's got a different protein in it than cow's milk. It does not affect you the same way. All right. Before we start our normal rambles, do you have
0: any other unheard news? I do not. That is
1: that is the four stories that i had picked out for this evening outstanding Uh, i will say i will say uh they won't all be humorous that i bring you guys um me and kyle talked earlier about how uh you know i learned about the gulf of mexico being on fire like a week before the rest of the world did mainly because i live at the gulf i guess but uh i'm i'm gonna bring y'all different things every week or try to uh some will be serious I'll try to make sure there's we always end on a light note, something kind of humorous.
0: There you go. All right. This concludes the unheard news or unseen news. What do we call it? Decide to call it the news you haven't heard. The news you haven't heard. This ends the segment of the news you haven't heard.
1: Yeah. I just want to say we, we can't even do the news you haven't heard if i going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> that, what are you talking about? We don't, we did though. Dry bar comedy. Oh, uh, well, that's a
0: sidebar. That's not the same as a rabbit hole. That's just, look, I added value. That's what that was. That's all. I'll accept that. Thank you very much. Audience, I might add value, so don't judge me. All right.
1: No, you know what? Knock this whole thing about Scientology out because they will come after me.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. So <laughs> let me just let me just start over. <laughs> what the hell was I saying? And those oh.
1: will be dead within a week.
0: All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Homegrown Sanctuary Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle. I'm here with my good friend Joseph Smith. Who is known as Homestead Padre on Twitter? I will post the handles for both of our Twitter accounts in the details section below. How are you doing, Joseph? Good. How are you doing? Mighty fine. Mighty fine. Today, we were going to talk about the gray aliens. And the last time we talked, you said Aryans, but what I found through my searches, being a, a newbie, into the conspiracy world, is that Nordics tend to be a more common term nowadays. How did your yes. search go?
1: Yeah, I, I determined that too. I think the word Aryan throws people off. Everybody thinks about Nazi Germany. So I think the term's been dumped in favor of the Nordics. We've progressed
0: past Aryans. Hooray. So isn't that funny about words? I just want to go on a real quick sidebar. I think it's hilarious how we'll use a word that's perfectly fine. And then over time, the definition of the word doesn't change, but the social ramifications of using that same word changes. And then suddenly it's not a good word anymore, even though nothing's really changed other than the way that people perceive the word. Right. I'll tell you about how my search went, because I said I was going to do some research on this topic. And normally in the show, In the past, I did not do any research. Joseph would tell me about what he knew, and then I would ask questions. I was very intrigued by the entire idea of an intergalactic war in which Earth is the prize, and there are multiple alien races trying to take over and enslave us, because obviously we were that special. And it sounded like a good story to me. So I spent the last week trying to find something to tell me about it, and due to the nature of the internet, every time I clicked or I searched for gray aliens or, and I was using Aryans for the longest time and I didn't get good, good results at all. A lot of the videos I had didn't seem to have anything to do with it. They tended to be like kind of out there. And so I just kept, just kept searching, kept searching, kept searching. For the for a good video. And finally, what I ended up doing to do my research was I, for per uh, Joseph's suggestion, I got discovery plus and I watched two documentaries, one on the grays, which was season one, episode one, I believe it's called visitors. The second show I watched was season five, episode 12, the Viking gods. Joseph, what do you know okay. about this prior to my limited knowledge, which is based on the Discovery Channel, which has the guy with the crazy hair in the suit?
1: Our favorite meme. Uh, <clears throat> so what I know from years past, and it's been years since I really looked into this, and um uh, I'm going to go on a side note rant and say that uh, one thing I've discovered when trying to refresh my memory for this podcast is a lot of the alien galactic war stuff tended to be on the conspiracy theory and truth or YouTube channels, which uh, seem to be very heavily hit by uh, restrictions. Now, a lot of them aren't even there that I used to watch anymore. Um so with that said, I'm going to play this off of memory instead of uh, the history channel. Um, the air, the see so yeah, how about did it again. The Nordics are a tall, usually six, seven, eight foot tall, slender, blonde hair, blue eyes, large, oversized blue eyes, uh, very humanoid, look very much like us. Um, some theories are even that they are the ancient Nordic gods from the Viking times. But uh, they're one of the friendly species to humans on Earth. They're one of the ones that want to help us not be enslaved by the bad guys like the reptilians. I think they come from Orion's Belt, somewhere in Orion's Belt, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah, from what I heard, it was in the cluster of Orion's belt, it, something about star B, something like that.
1: Yeah, and the second star in Orion's belt, um, I'm a little bit of an amateur astronomer. If you look through it through, you know, even just a, a medium-sized telescope, you'll see it's actually a uh, a nebula, it's a cluster of gas and stars. So apparently, that's where they are from. The documentaries that i watched
0: did not mention reptilians or the war at all they just simply talked about how you know the vikings were influenced possibly by these aliens from outer space and that one was more specific to the, the nordic people as as it is right. and it was very interesting because they were talking about why they would like because they're they were very well traveled they're like well why would they go and try to discover all these places and as i was listening to it it kind of made sense if like they did have aliens visit them and then suddenly they were gone that they would try to find
1: them like kids you know what i mean right right Did the, the one you watch go into um like thor like thor's hammer being a kinetic weapon and uh, odin's spear being like a guided missile yeah all that stuff yeah, okay so,
0: yeah it was it was super interesting because i actually didn't know about the way i didn't know that kinetic energy could work that way what they did was they took a little like a little bar ball bearing size of a pea, and they shot it at like 1500 miles per hour into a stone and the stone shattered and they did it based on the premise of Thor being able to throw his hammer and, you know, crush mountains and there was no explosion. It was, it was pretty interesting. I didn't know um, that was possible, I guess. I didn't know it was possible.
1: Yeah, I think, I think kinetic weapons are, uh, it's not really a classified military thing. I've, I've read many articles over the past few years about it. They've, they've become more open to it, um kinetic weapons and railguns so our own technology is advancing into uh into the science fiction realms so
0: here's what i thought was okay so now i'm going to switch to the the visitor episode which is about the grays and here was the thing i thought was very interesting they talk about how all of human technology kind of elevated at the same time or at the same periods of time and they all have the same origin stories and you know, with, with, uh, space beings coming down and educating them. In fact, if you look at, I believe it's in Genesis where they talk about the sons of God coming to earth and having sex with women and creating the, the, the age of giants and heroes. Right. And that was before the flood. So it does seem, and what was that? The other passage where they talk about the fiery chariot descendant from heaven. That was with Elijah, right?
1: Yes, that's how Elijah ascended into heaven. See, and and that seems to be in line
0: with the rest of them, like all the rest of the civilizations, because all of the civilizations talked about the Great Flood. They all talked about uh, being enlightened
1: from beings from above. They all seem to have... Go ahead. have Have you ever ventured into the Book of Enoch and read that I haven't. It's it's on my to-do list, but it's not high because it, I don't so know. I, I, won't, I won't spoil the book for you, but chapter one talks about the, the Watchers, the uh, angels that came from heaven, and they're falling angels. They left heaven, and they're the ones that taught man metallurgy and apothecary and um, all kinds of different things
0: was astrology in there yes
1: because here's the thing that really
0: tripped me up and it's tripped me up for forever is if you look at the pyramids of egypt and the mayans and stonehenge all of them all of them they're so precisely linked to the solar system that it makes no sense for a primitive man not when it comes to eating sleeping staying warm staying cool having sex bringing up your kids like, why would you be that precise? I've never like at, like from birth you know when I first ho- heard those ideas I never understood like why they cared so much. You, does that make sense?
1: yeah it, it, I mean I mean some some monuments that were built were uh, basically just giant astronomical calendars and uh, I can see the the purpose behind those it helps them track the seasons, know when to plant, know when to harvest well it's like the pyramids of giza why do they line up with uh the three stars in orion's belt you know um i i and, don't know what the purpose of that is and why
0: is it always orion because because it's yeah. not it's not just them it's it's everybody
1: yeah i think maybe orion because it's very prominent in the sky so if you if you think about how bright it is in the sky with all the light pollution we have in modern times think about how bright it was 2000 4000 6000 years ago when you didn't have the light pollution that we have.
0: Well, well why would um,
1: you care? That that I, that I don't have an answer for. Not and, and and even even the, the, the large monuments that are calendars I don't understand because I've been homesteading for 10 years and I know the seasons. You know, I don't need a calendar to tell me what season it is. I don't need a calendar to tell me when to plant and when to harvest. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's Archaeological and anthropological excuse for it. I don't buy it. You know, I've been doing it for 10 years and I can do it without a calendar. Surely a civilization that's been doing it for hundreds or thousands of years could do it without a calendar. You know what I mean? I do. It, I, because
0: the last time we talked, I said I don't believe in aliens as in like intelligent beings and I'm not right. saying I changed my mind that's not what I'm saying but I did not realize that everybody had a,
1: a similar origin story yes and many mythologies around the world are are the same too you know every 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 culture has a dragon in it every culture has mermaids in it every culture has a fairy type creature in it
0: yeah and part of it is is trying to explain
1: the unexplainable, which is which is fine. But the question is, is how do they all come up with the same thing to explain the unexplainable? Oh <laughs> for,
0: for me personally, because you're talking you're talking thousands of years, right? If you're yeah, people like to travel, people like to trade, people like to have sex, and people like to intermarry. So you're gonna basically te- play telephone all over the world. You're going to be, you're going to be trading with people, swapping stories. You're going to be discussing your favorite gods compared to the other ones. You know, you're going to be intermarrying and, and mixing traditions. I don't think it's so strange that we have similar but culturally different origins because people intermingle. The part that's weird for me is that they all give homage to somebody from outer space when let let's be honest. If let, let's come up, let's say, let's say Joseph Smith came up with like a fantastic idea. Or are, are you gonna like let a spaceman take it from you?
1: Well, it depends. Does a spaceman have laser weapons?
0: No, I'm saying I'm saying, like, would you make up a spaceman to like take the credit from you?
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm being facetious. Um, no, I get it, and uh, I, I do have theories behind some of it. You know, like uh, I I, post, I posted on Twitter a few weeks ago. It was like uh, t- the T Rex is actually a dragon. You know, so uh, dinosaur skulls skeletons have been found all around the world. And they have been for thousands of years. That's probably the source of a lot of um, myths and and fables. You know but uh no i wouldn't i wouldn't give my accomplishment to a made-up creature yeah i I wouldn't want the limelight taken off of me especially if it was something world-changing
0: right you'd you'd want credit for it you know you maybe maybe you'd even be elevated to god's status like the pharaohs like the kings of old right so i i don't know why you would create a story where a hell a heavenly creature descended down and, and did this unless unless it was kind of like a moses story where you went into the to the mountain and then you spoke to a being that descended obviously me and you believe it was god and we believe the actual biblical tale, but i'm just saying like let's pretend we didn't it makes a whole bunch of sense if you go down go up in a mountain during a storm and then you said like look man i was there and there was a God, and he told me here are 10 rules that you should obey and that I'm in charge until I die. Let's go forward. I can see that. Yeah. I, I just don't see the space. Well, that
1: of... goes back to it, it goes back to what we talked about before with um, with demigods being demons or aliens being demons. Um are fallen angels, you know, and back to the Book of Enoch, where these visitors that came from the heavens, that came from the sky and taught mankind all these things were fallen angels. Yeah, um, that,
0: that's my that's my instinct. I'm not saying right. I'm right, but I'm saying that is my instinct because it follows that same
1: pattern, right? So, so if you believe. So whether you believe the ancient alien theory or you go into the book of Enoch and you believe the Book of Enoch, either way, you have celestial beings coming and teaching mankind all this stuff all around the world, right?
0: Yeah. So let's do the let's do the intergalactic war aspect. I'm gonna look up a book series that also does a alternative history. She was a, a, a Catholic mystic. So talk about how the Greys and the Nordics play in the intergalactic war. And are they allies or like uh, fairweather friends? And it seems, it seems based on the two documentaries I watched, it seems like the Greys like us and it seems like the Nordics like us and they want us to be successful. And the Nordics, we're raiding a monastery and there was actually a weather change and lightning and stuff like that so it seems like they took a hand in battle as well there were no reptilians in either one of the documentaries as i mentioned but yeah. but tell us a little bit about that
1: so you actually have two different beings of greys you have taller ones and you have shorter ones and the shorter ones are clones uh, or or not clones they're uh a genetically created uh, race. Um, depending on the theory, they're servants to the taller greys, which are the bad guys. Um, other theories state that basically they rebelled against the bad, the bad greys, the taller greys. Well, time, um, time out,
0: time out, time out, time out. What do you mean tall greys?
1: Well, I thought, I thought well, there this, were just... This, rep- this- this theory goes into fifty different, fifty-six different species of aliens.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Okay, break it down, Barney style. All right, um, I don't know all the races. I'm just going to be straightforward with that. Uh, the only thing I know about all grays is they either they they genetically modified or genetically created uh, the the shorter grays, which is. Is the more, more common ones, the, the little three and a half to four foot talls that everybody sees near abductions and everything. So as the story goes, they rebelled against the taller greys because the taller greys are evil. The shorter greys are our friends. They want to help us out against these evil greys who want to conquer us, along with the reptilians. But they're also fighting the reptilians over us. So there's a galactic war there between those two races. We got to back all the way up to Roswell, New Mexico, in the crash at Roswell. It, it was 1940s, early 1950s. I can't remember the date. Um, flying saucer crashes at Roswell. Army says it's flying saucer. The next day, the Army says, oops, we messed up. It was a weather balloon. Supposedly, they recovered bodies. They did autopsies, but that's where the first real connection between the Greys and the U.S. government came in. Apparently, according to the theory that Eisenhower signed a treaty with the Greys, and um, they could abduct citizens as long as they returned us unharmed in exchange for alien technology. um, Because the Greys are doing genetic experiments on humans. The genetic experiments come into play where the Greys are trying to figure out a way to cross-mingle their genetics with our genetics and to create some type of master race. Um, where we would be stronger we would be more immune to diseases we would live longer we would be more intelligent uh, things like that and that goes into uh, the star children the star children are for a short run now and it is a successful hybrid between human and alien the nordics often work with the greys for the betterment of humankind against these more evil galactic races
0: Uh, that was a bunch all at once. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so I didn't hear you mention reptilians in that. Am I mistaken?
1: The reptilian, I, I briefly mentioned the reptilians, just that they are at war with the taller greys, as well as the shorter greys in the Nordics. Wait a minute, but they're at war with the Tall
0: Ones and the Short Ones and the Nordics?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because they're fighting fighting the Tall Ones for control over Earth, but then the Nordics and the Short Grays are the resistance. So they're having to fight a two-front war. Does that make sense?
0: It does, but the Tall Grays don't like us either.
1: Right. They want to enslave us just like the reptilians do. But for a different reason. Yes. What's their reason? For the reptilians, we're basically cattle. Yeah. Um, The tall greys want us for slave labor. We're pretty lazy. Yeah, I don't think they know that. (laughs) But they won't. They won't they want earth for its resources and they want us as slave labor to harvest the resources for them. Okay. And, okay.
0: And the Nordics are on the short grace side, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because when I was reading my documentary, they talked about how the short grace could be considered dwarves. Is that what you heard as well or no? Did you say dwarves? Dwarves, you know, like like people that live in the rocks, Lord of the Rings style. Right. Okay, yeah.
1: Well that, that would make sense if they're a shorter version of a taller species. that's, oh, that's the, what a dwarf that's what a dwarf is here on earth. It's a smaller human to us. To yeah, but they're smaller than the Nordics,
0: and they were considered to be gray. It, that, yeah, was in, Nord- that was in that one documentary I watched. Yeah, the Nordics are much taller. They, they're like seven, eight feet tall. Mm. So, are the short greys supposed to be like technologically advanced? That was the impression I got is that they're, they're yes. good builders.
1: Yes. They're the, they're the ones trading technology for human test subjects with the U.S. government.
0: <sighs> okay. And the Nord, are the Nordics still in play currently, as far as we know?
1: Some sources say yes, some sources say no. Um, I watched a documentary a year or two ago about somebody that worked at a secret base somewhere. Um, that talked about that the Nordics were there on the base giving, um, helping out with reverse engineering technologies and things like that.
0: Oh, this is so... I feel like a fish out of water, man. Um, so, you said that Eisenhower signed a treaty with the Greys, the short Greys. Yes. Where did you come up with that?
1: That is something else I have seen somewhere. Oh.
0: While you look for that, I will talk about a, I don't remember why I brought this up, but it's The Life of Jesus Christ in the Biblical Revelations by Emma Rich. And um, she lays out the time of giants and uh, when angels came to earth and the debauchery and where music came from, all sorts of stuff. It is most definitely a mythic tale, not mythic, a mystic tale, and it's all personal revelation. The Catholic Church doesn't say she's right or wrong. She is considered a blessed, which means she's on her way to heaven, if not there. So I don't know. Do with it what you will. I did start reading it, and it is very interesting. She was a, she was very sick by nature, and she would just have these visions, and then a German author would listen to her visions, and he would write it down. So there's some controversy because some people are like, like he embellished it because he was an author, and there's other people that just take it as this, it and then there are people like me who take it with a grain of salt. I don't quite know what to make out of it. It does fill in a lot of details from what I've read, which was the Genesis account basically, but that doesn't mean that's what actually happened. And it was a fun read, not gonna lie. She talks about seeing unicorns and. She says she saw the fall, and uh, if you remember the Bible, it talks about how the uh, God said that the snake will crawl on his belly, and we have no context yeah. for that for for us because the snake's always been on its belly. And she actually describes what it looks like and and everything else. So it's it's a neat book. Like even if you don't buy it, which I'm not sure if I believe it or not, I'm not really. I, I'm not convicted. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. I don't feel like it's true. I don't feel like it's not true. I just read it, and I was like, that's kind of neat.
1: Um, So, it was, yeah, there, neat, there's,
0: it was kind of a neat
1: book. There, there's lots of cool books out there. I read one recently called The Life of Adam and Eve, and it was supposedly written by Eve. That's most likely very false. But, um, you know, it, it tells the story about Adam and Eve after the fall from Eve's perspective. And, uh, was it in English? Yeah, you know, I'll put I'll put it I'll put it short. You know, even on his deathbed, Adam never forgave her. Oh, dude. I'm serious. It's like like, he, like he's mean to her in that book. Dude, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it, it came out of uh, it came out of ancient scrolls where they found it. So you know, it's old, but the likelihood of it being written by Eve herself is very slim to me.
0: Right, and you know what's so funny about you saying that is that in um the book i just talked about it talks about how adam and eve worked together to do reparations to god for the great sin they committed it talks about how their whole life was devoting from trying to make up for that sin
1: yeah no in this book in the life of adam and eve adam commits suicide like three times a god just keep bringing him back like stop no yeah, <laughs> you can't do
0: this yeah i'm gonna I'm go with that to no yeah i mean but uh i mean if 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 Adam can't commit suicide, why can Cain kill Abel?
1: Right. It's both murder. Well, well, apparently this was right after the, the expulsion and uh, before they started having the babies. Like, Adam's like, I'm out of the garden. I don't want to live on this earth no more. He kills himself in a cave twice, and God has to bring him back. That's... Yeah, it's 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 a fun read. It's it, you know, there's nothing biblical or true about it, and I don't endorse it as an extra scripture or nothing, but it's a fun read.
0: I don't know, man. It sounds yeah. kind of lame. My but uh my, my husband was upset and he killed himself, and God's like, No, you don't, and then he tried to do it again. And he's like, No, you don't. And he tried to do it again, and he's like, No, you don't, and he never forgave me. Yeah, I... <laughs> <It doesn't>... Yeah.
1: <laughs> So uh, the phone going off everybody heard was me sending you an article. There's actually a ton of articles you can find just from a simple Google search on Eisenhower and the alien deals. Um, it was claimed by a former government worker. Um, Eisenhower's great-granddaughter confirmed it. You're kidding me. No.
0: I said, Okay, this is what it's called, everybody. President Eisenhower had three secret meetings with aliens, former Pentagon on consult claims, but it's by a date, February 16th, 2012. Go ahead, Joseph. You talk about it, and I'll breeze through this as, as you do.
1: Uh, basically, it's just that uh, Eisenhower and the U.S. government wanted wanted technology. They wanted alien technology. And uh they started making deals with the aliens. The aliens wanted people for experimentations. And uh they were like, Yeah, we got what you want, you got what we want, we'll make a deal. You have to just bring everybody back unharmed. You know, they can't they can't go killing humans or nothing. <laughs> Which, uh, I don't I don't know what you call unharmed because I've heard plenty of abdu- ab- uh, abduction stories. And uh, I wouldn't want to go through that.
0: The thing is, is Eisenhower was a general in World War II. His definition of unharmed or might might be gray. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> well, it, they didn't kill you, did they? Quit being a little bitch, you know? It, it, right? Seriously, like after you get exposed to a lot of trauma, like your definition of what's harmful kind of gets a little harder to get through. It's just like... You know, it's not that bad, is it? They just shoved a rod right. up the butt, right? It's not that bad, is it? You came back, didn't you? You know. Not saying he's right, I'm just saying I've met people like that, and it's very hard to get sympathy. <laughs>
1: yep, nope. I and honestly, I'm I'm pretty much one of those people.
0: What you don't yeah. think people with things at their butt should get much sympathy? No. Nah.
1: Come on, you spend a weekend in jail and that's going to happen to you. <laughs>
0: Dude, you're so, wrong.
1: You're so <laughs> wrong. It's like it's like my kids will fall. They'll start crying. And I'm like, are you bleeding? Is there a bone sticking out? No. Are you dying? No. You're all right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen to this. The initial rating... Uh, I'm
0: sorry, the initial meeting was is supposed to have taken place with aliens who were Nordic in appearance, but the agreement was eventually signed with a race called Alien Greys. Mr. Good added, we know that up to 90% of all UFO reports can be explained in conventional terms. However, I say millions of people worldwide have actually seen the real thing. I think that's fair. I, I always thought that all these UFO reports... Are mostly just people not being able to explain things right. what they saw, which makes it a UFO. It's a valid claim, but it doesn't mean it's an alien spaceship.
1: Well, you know, uh, the X Files back in the 90s explored this, and uh, what it was was people were getting drugged by government agents and it was causing them to hallucinate and see aliens when it was really just dudes in biohazard suits taking them, doing experiments on them, and taking them back home. But that's that's just a TV show though. That wasn't yeah. that what I
0: mean is is that wasn't one of those TV shows that ended up being like like turns out it was a documentary. <laughs> well, so far as we know. Man, I you know, that's the worst part about about any of this stuff is like it ends up getting so great. Okay, for instance, like Joseph, pretend like me and you have never spoken before and you were not affiliated with the news. Okay, like you weren't like well read with news if i said if i told you i said 10 years ago a government agency took large firearms and traded them for drugs with a neighboring country so that guns would end up killing their own citizens so they could change laws about guns and they said they would be able to track them the entire time would that sound far-fetched to you yeah i wouldn't believe you for a minute and yet it happened right (laughs) like if you look at waco and all the other places where a bunch of people hold up and then they shot tear gas in did you know that all the tear gas ends up igniting and burning the entire place down right yep
1: killed women and children yeah
0: i would have like until i saw the the list i was like there's there's no way because i If you guys haven't seen the Waco documentary, well, I don't even know it's a documentary, it's a show on on Netflix. It's very well done. And it's not too pro-Waco, it's not too pro-government. It it tends to be like pretty in the middle. I've actually had people who were like pro-Waco being like, like they sided with the government. And I've had like normies be like, Oh my gosh, they made Waco look like heroes. You know, the people in Waco look like heroes. And I was like, and me personally, I'm not really like pro-anti-government, so I was just looking at and go. Like, man, I can't believe they put this out because it seemed to be both pro-Waco and pro-authoritarianism at times. But what really struck me was at the very end when they listed all these places that somebody was holed up in and they put in tear gas and the tear gas is lit on fire and everybody died. Everybody died.
1: Yeah.
0: Final, final example of that. If I told you if you accepted a cell phone from a cop to do a negotiation when you were. Like hold up in some place or had a hostage, and they would blow you up with C four. Would you believe me? Nowadays, yeah. If I if I told you that five ish years ago, would you have believed me? Probably not. It happened in Texas about five years ago. It happened in Texas. They put C four or some type of explosive in a cell phone and they blew the guy up when he was talking to a negotiator.
1: Yeah, isn't it illegal?
0: How do you tell the
1: king what he did was wrong? I know I know, but I mean I'm pretty sure the US government is not supposed to be assassinating its own citizens. What about the
0: time they did it in Africa with the drone strike? It was an Islam- islamic terrorist in Africa. He was hanging out with he was hanging out with jihadis. And they blew up the drone strike, and this is during the, I believe the late Bush era, or the late Obama um, that, era. That, that was that
1: was under Obama. That it happened. was. It
0: was. I knew it was yeah. late in the. I knew it was late in one of those guys' terms. Yeah.
1: Well, I remember. I remember there being a big stink about it too. You know, it was it right to target an American citizen? Uh, you know, I, I think if you're actively engaged with combative forces, enemy forces overseas, you know what, you you take the chance.
0: Yeah, but, but that's you know, not what was happening.
1: It, right. But it, it, you know if you're negotiating with police, yeah I don't I don't know the situation behind what you're talking about, but you know, C4 and a cell phone seems kind of it seems like very uh Bad. like something Israel would do. Seems like oh. a very a very masad move.
0: Dude, if you look at what happened to George Floyd, that was an Israeli tactic. Yeah. We're getting off track. The point is, our point is, is that if the government says something, it doesn't mean you should believe it, and it also doesn't mean you shouldn't believe it. Because you don't know what the hell they're doing.
1: You have no right. idea. So, I mean, it, it comes down to, you know, that did Eisenhower have a... uh? Meeting with aliens, it's possible. It's possible. It's a lie. You know, uh, I know uh, after or during that time period, shortly after that time period, our technology did go, did skyrocket.
0: Could that have been because of the Nazi scientists that we had from the 40s? There's going to be a delay, though. You know what I mean? Like, if you get somebody super smart and you integrate them into the program and you give them a new identity... There's going to be like a drag, and then it's going to pick up again. Those guys are wicked smart, and then you got to be able to yeah. figure out how to implement it through bureaucracy.
1: Yeah, but you know, talking about Operation Paperclip, we're talking about a bunch of Nazi rocket scientists. You know, they helped get us to the moon. They helped develop jet fighters. You know, Nazi Germany had that stuff. They they had rockets. They had jet fighters. You know,
0: you have to go into what Operation Paperclip is. You can't throw that out there. And and right,
1: operation. Operation Paperclip is where uh, the American government went over there and took a bunch of Nazi scientists that were slated to be put on the Nuremberg trials and probably executed, smuggled them out of Germany, gave them American names, created a whole American background profile, just basically gave them a whole new life. And in return, the scientists worked for the U.S. government with our rocket technology and fighting against communists and things like that
0: do you want to talk about all the scientific research that was done at the cost of human lives in germany what we did with that
1: um i'll tell you i'll tell you this a very large portion of the medical knowledge we have today comes from nazi scientists performing very inhumane experiments on jews in concentration camps correct
0: yeah i always thought that was very interesting how we would condemn somebody or a group of people and then also take take the treasure you know what i mean right can't throw this away it's gold i get it i get it but it's not you know it doesn't feel morally right
1: but you know it's uh well we and we did it we operation paperclip actually bought um scientists and doctors over that were in the concentration camps performing these experiments to bring their medical knowledge they gained over to America and to begin teaching it and documenting it.
0: Correct. Yep. Now, we did go on a little bit of a sidebar, Joseph. We need to be better. We did. We need to be better people.
1: We did, (laughs) but you asked me to go in Operation Paperclip. (laughs) I know I did. (laughs) So, So, you know, what i was saying was is yeah we we had the we had the scientists here to help us with rocketry and get us to the moon and jet fighters but think about everything else that's come and and the further in time we get the faster our technology is growing you know i'm talking to you on the zoom meeting on my smartphone that's only been around for 13 years the smartphone you know, this, this face technology that's so available to everybody now, it's only come around in the last, what, five or six years? Um, I made a comment on Twitter the other day about uh my mom died 19 years ago. She died before the smartphone and social media era. Well, sometimes I'm thankful for her. But if you start looking at the it's like, once we hit the 1970s, which coincidentally is the late 60s and into the 70s is when the abduction reports really started coming in strong and heavy. Um, you know, we went from a few people here and there with an abduction story to hundreds and then thousands. You know, that's also the time where our technology started going in leaps and bounds. You know, think about how much military hardware we still use now that was developed at that time
0: not to mention that's
1: when the space race happened the space race happened there happened in the 60s you know what 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 is one of the most famous and infamous airplanes on the battlefield right now right now yeah and if you're a soldier yeah if you're if you're a soldier pinned down and you call in for air support what do you like to see coming over the horizon I, I couldn't. A ten Warthog. I, I, was I, I was gonna say that
0: I man. was gonna say that, but I was like, I like, that can't be it that plane's old.
1: Yeah, 1977's when that plane was introduced to the Air Force. Period that we were leaps and bounds in technology. We developed the A10 Warthog that in 2021 is still being used and deployed and is still a favorite of soldiers pinned down everywhere. To put it in context, people, the Warthog. Shoots
0: so many rounds so quickly from the front nose that it actually slows the plane down. Yes, it's a it's a, ton, it's a tank buster, and it's very durable. They've had planes land from combat zones that have had like a they've lost like an engine, and the pilot didn't even know. It there it there's some really impressive stories with that plane. Hey, you want to hear something funny? You know, um, yeah. So you know how I just talked about the machine gun part of it, right? I used to yeah. tie the plastic capsules together prior to the ammunition being loaded. That was my that was my high school
1: job. Okay. Yeah. So before you that went sound, to war, that sounds like that sounds like a held job for high school. <laughs>
0: it wasn't hard. We called it tie-in tubes. And I knew the war was going to pop off right well I didn't know because I knew I, I was wondering why the orders went up and we actually had a nurse or a, a, the, this old lady um, she was a nurse in the army a very long time ago and she she said well, well we're going to go to war I go well how do you know she goes look at all the tubes we have to fill and it was it was just boxes and boxes and finally they said and I worked at a place you ever work at a place that says no overtime never right Mm -hmm. these these guys said you can get overtime we need as many tubes as we can get and we're like what and this is minimum wage job overtime when you're getting paid minimum
1: wage is buku bucks so here's another one for you another example C-130 Hercules you know what that plane is right
0: it's the one with the radar the big, the big radar dish.
1: They do use it for they do use it for AWACS. They fly them in the hurricanes. It's our main military troop transport airplane. Um, I see them flying daily where I live at because I'm so close to Keesler Air Force Base. Um, the C-130 Hercules was developed. It first took flight in 1955. It is still our main transport airplane. The C one, the uh, C-17 Globetrotter. I think that's the name of it. The really big one that can haul tanks and helicopter wreck That yeah. one's from 1980. Really? You know, yes.
0: the most impressive plane I've ever seen. I've been in love with it since I was a child, was the black was the Blackbird. <laughs> Did you know
1: the, uh, the spy plane?
0: Yeah. Yeah. they they've never actually released how fast it can go. They'll, they'll like give you a report right. of how, how fast it went, but they always keep adding numbers year after year. And it was you made. Know, you know when let me belt? finish. Let me finish what I have to say, Joseph. This is childhood <laughs> memory and I get to share it with everybody and I just want to share it. So the, the, um, the part that is so cool to me about this, it's entirely mechanical. There's no computers on it. Everything has to work based on the right. speed that it's going so everything moves based on the wind isn't that so cool and they did it this is the you know according to reports they did it with drawing boards they drew it out it's all just math and uh mechanical uh machines levers and yeah, and completely, all that stuff. Completely. yeah. isn't that so cool the the blackbird um no the black hawk the black hawk's the new stealth stealth bomber right Blackhawk,
1: it's the one that's got all the sharp corners. And it's very yeah, the, I'm, I'm, the black, the black, the S seventy one Blackbird is the one you're talking about.
0: No, no, I know, but the new one, the new one with all the with all the sharp angles, made by Skunk Works. It's the black, it's the black hawk, right?
1: Yes, okay. I think so.
0: That can't be flown without a computer because it's very unstable. So, so you have. And that's the part that really trips me out is is that the first one was a spy plane that was so quick that nobody could kill it, right? And we don't know how fast it can go, not really. No computers.
1: It was quick quick and it was high. The the pilots had to wear astronaut suits. Right.
0: And then the next gen, you have to use a computer or it won't fly. You won't be able to fly. It's crazy to me.
1: Yeah. And, And you know, when the Blackbird came out. It's 70, 71, right? 66.
0: 66.com. Yeah, so, isn't that amazing? Know, but,
1: yeah, and, and I use all that as my example of where the hell did this technology boom came from all of a sudden? German scientists. You know, it, it it came about so fast, so suddenly, and we're still using it today. Now, I know the Blackbirds retired, but some of those other ones that I discussed are still being used today. Now, granted, they are trying to retire the Warthog. And I don't support that, by the way, at all. I, I do I do not. There are several senators, Republican and Democrat, that are fighting against them retiring the world. Okay. It makes no sense to retire. It works. Yes, it's a beautiful platform. It's a beautiful machine of war. It is. And I, I have seen that thing in action more than once in my life. Um, at Dale Stark on Twitter, um, he's either retired, he's recently retired, or he's fixing to retire. But he's a A-10 pilot. Really right. cool love- guy. Dude,
0: if you want to, I'd love to get him on here. I'd love to do a podcast this is where we talk about that magnificent plane.
1: Yeah, I can talk to him because uh, I've done a uh, I've done a banner for him, a profile banner for him. But we've talked back and forth. Um, he's he's starting his own homes. He's retiring and starting a homestead. So, dude, that matches what what we're doing a lot.
0: Talk to him. See if you can get him on here. I'd love to talk to him. Yeah. Cool. I will. All right. So let's go back to the intergalactic war because we went off on another rabbit trail. You need to be
1: better, Joseph. You need to be better. So. It's your fault. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Explain Operation Paperclip to us. <laughs> now, we're now we're talking Cold War era crap, and that's my favorite moment in history. So. Why? I just like I like the spies and and the the military and and all the espionage I am just fascinated by. It. It's like the mafias in, in between the cold war between the United States and Russia and the mafias the, United, the, the US mafias I am fascinated at that period of time. Right? See I'm I'm very
0: fascinated with James Bond, the novel the novels, not the not the movies. It's very Sean Connery is
1: still the best James Bond.
0: Yes, I know, I know he does. But the point is, is that the novels were better than the movies, and the movies were well, nothing that, like the novels. The movies were nothing well, like the novels. The movies, well, nine, ta- movies nine times, out of ten, that's were no- true. The about movies, movie the movies were nothing like the novels. Go ahead, go ahead with whatever your terrible take is.
1: I so like, that's that's true of most movies and novels. Yeah, but I said it first. It's like, uh, like our discussion on the Lord of the Ring novels the other day.
0: You know, I thought they did a, good, a, a pretty good job, though.
1: Honestly, see, I hated it. So, yeah, there we are. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how
0: long did you want those movies to be? Galactic
1: War, Galactic War, Kyle.
0: All right, all right, my bad, my bad, people, my bad. I'm sorry. So, okay, so he signed the tribute with
1: a short grace. Of- I just want, I just want to say. We have marketed this podcast as a uh, recording like it would be between a phone call between you and I. And this is exactly how
0: our phone calls go. That's a fair point. We normally, I normally don't say, Joseph, stay on subject, or me, stay on subject. It normally doesn't go that way.
1: It's yeah. And, and we try our best
0: to bounce back to it, but we, we usually never make it.
1: <laughs> but this, we
0: are, we are doggone it. We are bouncing back. So Eisenhower signed the treaty with the shorts, the short grays not the tall greys, yes. and the Nordics facilitated the deal. And yes. Eisenhower was most likely a reptilian because all people who are in power are reptilians who were also fighting but, the tall greys. Yeah, but Eisenhower was a little bit different.
1: Because he didn't do the the, the tongue? Eisenhower, does, so if, if you go and deep into the, the theory of all all the people that's in charge are all related to each other they're all distant cousins or you know they're from the same families and whatnot to so
0: the royal um, families
1: of Europe correct yeah yeah so uh Eisenhower's different he's not of that bloodline you, you know, know he's I, uh I I think he was an accident yeah you know he wasn't supposed to be elected but you know World War two just ended and he was the general in charge of the European theater so he's he was he was a surprise president. It, does that make it, sense? He wasn't he wasn't planned. He wasn't part of the plan. Kind
0: of like Kennedy and Trump.
1: Yeah, I I and think Kennedy was part of the plan.
0: A, yeah, I think Kennedy wasn't part of the plan. I mean, because they killed him, and I think Trump's pretty obviously not part of the plan because he was one term, and there were four years of uh, bad mouthing, if you will.
1: Yeah, so. I, I I honestly think something bad would have happened if he had if he had a one reelection. Well, like, maybe he, he was he was so, so he was so large, not a part of the plan. You know, look at look at Kennedy. You know, Kennedy wanted to uh, expose some stuff. He did, though.
0: He did. He exposed the industrial military complex.
1: He talked. Yeah, but everybody. But no, but he
0: also talked about a shadow government. If I'm not mistaken, he did an entire yes. speech to the public about a, a shadow government.
1: Yes, it was his last speech before he was assassinated. See, oh man, man, my Catholic, well, my know,
0: Catholic brother never getting killed out
1: here. Kennedy exposed the military-industrial complex. Eisenhower warned everybody about the industrial, military-industrial complex. When Eisenhower was leaving office, he warned everybody about it.
0: You know what's so funny is they're both veterans, both both uh, highly decorated veterans of war. Yes. I always, I always think it's funny how the ones who don't want to use the machines of war are the ones who were a part of the machines of war.
1: Yes. Trump Trump was a little bit of an exception. Oh, he, oh my he, I gosh. Don't, I don't believe he ever served in the military, if my memory serves me correctly, but he, he did a pretty good job of not getting us involved in stuff.
0: Uh, I heard depends on depends on who you listen to. Is that he had shin splints maybe, and could not be drafted? And then the you know the other side says that uh, he was draft
1: dodging by saying he had shin splints. So whatever. Yeah, well, Clinton Clinton draft dodged by running to Canada. So you know, there's that. Well, look, man, I I'm not saying I'm not saying who ran where, who didn't have shin splints. I just relayed what I heard. Regardless of why he didn't serve, I don't believe he ever served.
0: So. He did not serve, like I said, because he he said he had a medical issue, and other people said he dodged out of it, you know. And to be honest, yeah. me and Joseph both served. In hindsight, being being the age I am and everything else like that, and knowing what I know now, I don't. You know it's kind of hard to say whether or not it's uh, honorable to be drafted. kind of seems kind of seems like you're getting the short end of the stick, you know what I mean? Like these people who you don't know are telling you to go over to some place and do something you don't
1: want to do to set up their regime right. that doesn't help you. yeah, well, soldiers are all soldiers have always been pawns for the elites throughout history.
0: Yeah, I know, but when you're a volunteer army, it's different because because you, you know the score. You know what I mean right yeah, yeah.
1: and that, that, that's always been you know a pride of the American military's volunteer training.
0: yeah that's that's why I'm saying like like if you're
1: drafted in our society I don't know how I don't that's, really know how and since we're off on this tangent I'm gonna vent on something that I think is really stupid and that is the selective service
0: oh snap oh snap you're gonna you're gonna do that huh Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm going there. So uh-huh. they did away with the draft. They decided it wasn't constitutional, and they just said, you know what? We're going to do a selective service where you have to sign up for a lottery, a draft lottery. And it's completely voluntary whether or not you sign up. But if you don't sign up, you can spend 20 years in jail and be fined $100,000. So you really need to sign up. My son, when well, he went and got his driver's license at 18 years old, Oh, uh, you know, his, his regular no-restriction driver's license, he was automatically signed into the Selective Service. No choice given to him. So it's still a damn draft. The draft is still there. And that irritates the piss out of me. And it irritates the piss out of me that now they want to put my daughter in the draft. When she has no... no. My daughter, your daughter, nobody's daughter, I don't think has any place in the freaking draft.
0: Why is that?
1: Because I have served with women in combat. And... They're excellent soldiers and nothing against them in combat. But when you stick one woman with like 40 guys in the middle of nowhere, bad shit happens. So uh, I am. And maybe maybe I'm biased. Maybe I just don't want thought of my daughter being forced into combat. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, that's fair.
1: Yeah. You know, all, all women combat units is a different story they don't do that they probably can't do that because they'll be sexist or some shit if they try to do that so instead they stick these women with all these guys and bad shit happens you know everybody thinks the military is honorable and you know good morals and values and for the most part most of those guys are but there's a few in there you know that there are bad apples there's bad apples everywhere yeah. you know i just i don't i don't agree with giving a woman a rifle and sticking her out there with 50 guys and and she's going to be fine
0: and to be clear you're, you are talking about the uh, uh rape right yes okay for for those of you who don't know there's actually a disproportionate amount of rape that happens in the military mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a secret that nobody talks about because most of most guys don't don't do it obviously but they're Is a, there's a, if you want to talk about rape culture, like legit rape culture, there seems to attract some type of raping people to the military. I don't, I don't, I've never done any studies on it, but, uh, or nothing like that, but the army is disproportionately rapey, or the military is disproportionately rapey. I was, saying, I was going to say, I think it's the military as a whole. Yes, yes, I, I misspoke. I only spoke but, about my but, branch because I was in there. You know what I mean?
1: But think, think about, think about the mentality of most guys in the military. Most of them are cockies. Most of them shit don't stink. They're gung ho. You know, they 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 will not ex- their their alpha mentality will not accept rejection. From a woman, um, yeah, that's the military. You gotta, you gotta shit some guys that thinks they're ten feet tall and bulletproof, and you stick them all together. I don't see an easy segue from this. No, so yes, I was talking about right. I, I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to throw that out there and just you know derail the whole thing, but. Yeah, why do I believe women shouldn't serve in men's comment That's why. Yeah, and by the way, the the assaults
0: aren't just on women. By the way, it's on men too. This is not a. It,
1: it is. It is on men as well. Um, yeah, it's it's on men. So you're so, like talking about something that's very underreported.
0: That yeah, be that one. Yeah. So the uh, the sexual assaults on men are also very high. Uh, you did not listen to this fun, light-hearted conversation to hear about military assault <laughs> so now that we have gone way the hell down a rabbit hole for no reason whatsoever or no no there was a reason it was the trap and why it was a bad idea for women yeah yeah uh, anyway dang it joseph get me back on track i've done it twice now three times now your turn
1: all right so uh <gasps>
0: Uh, you know what, dude? This this foot, no, 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 no. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you direction because you threw me a curveball. You talked about tall grace. I knew about grace, and they were the only the short grace. I want you to go into tall grace because if we signed a treaty through Eisenhower with the short grace and the Nordic, the Nordics, which are also the Aryans, that's the subject matter I was told about last week that I did stuff with, and then I spoke on it. You you all on your own, brought up tall grays, and and I need you to go into that. Explain tall grays, wait, and what the
1: hell? Once again, still your fault. You asked me for some background on the grays. Um, uh, uh, you're forcing me to think back like 10 years ago when I actually studied all this stuff in, in depth. So uh, they, they're – I think I mentioned before there's like 56 different species of aliens out there um, with tall grays. Yeah. What i said before is basically what I know about them. They, they want to conquer the planet still our resources. and Make us do it for them. them. Yeah. The, the purpose of them creating the short grays is the short grays are basically like their expeditionary forces were explorers. They would send them out to find the different planets that were full of resources.
0: You never said the tall grace created the short grays. I did. I did. I said they genetically created them. Oh, this might be too... This might be too much to... For me to all keep up with, man. Like, it's like... It's like you're force-feeding me, like, mythology through a fire hose. Like, it's directly so, into my it's throat.
1: So the, the subject you picked is so deep. I mean, this goes into antarctic bases and hollow earth and and spaceship moon and like there's so many directions to go
0: okay you know end, then? It on a, end it on a fun one do do pick a fun one and because I, I really don't want the last thing we talked about to be the military thing so you so, pick the, the funnest thing the a fun conspiracy you don't have to believe it at all just make it
1: fun for the love of all of us a fun conspiracy theory, you know. Most conspiracy theories go to a dark place, right? Um, let let me throw this one out here about the aliens and the galaxy. It's kind of, it's kind of. I think it's funny. Okay, so ahead. it's spaceship moon. So anybody who knows anything about astronomy knows that we have a very weird satellite circling our planet, right? You know, it's the perfect size and the perfect distance to give us and all this other stuff right like this doesn't really occur anywhere else in our solar system i don't think it does occur anywhere else in our solar system
0: and it doesn't spin isn't the i I don't know if anything else doesn't
1: spin but the moon doesn't spin it does spin but it's it's spin matches its uh rotation it's spin matches its orbit so it's spinning but it's spinning it it takes 28 days to a rotation so we always see the same side of the moon does that make sense
0: not not to me, but when I said it doesn't spin, that's what I meant by it. Oh, okay.
1: So, you know, if, if we're always seeing the side of the moon, you know, the moon is rotating. but you know, So we have a weird moon. That's, that's the point of all that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're, you're
0: saying because of course – real quick, just so I – because I want to understand science. You're saying because everything's in motion, right? The moon's also in motion. Yes. So it's in motion in a way to where it looks like it doesn't move. Correct. The, Okay, I understand. The, the,
1: moon's, so, uh, yeah, the moon is the perfect distance from the Earth to the sun. I forget the exact numbers, but it's the reason we have lunar eclipses and solar eclipses, because it's the perfect size and the per- perfect distance. Um, its its orbit m- is the same speed as its rotation, which is the reason we see the same side of the moon all the time. So it's a weird moon. No other moon in the solar system is like this, like ours. Well, because it's so weird, it has led to speculation that the moon is not an actual moon or satellite. That is actually like a giant star base for aliens. That's where they're at. That's where they observe us from. Um, the moon is actually hollow. Um, science has discovered moonquakes on the moon, Um they discovered a little bit of an atmosphere on the moon now where there used to didn't be one. So a lot of strange things about the moon. And actually, I'll see if I can find the link and send it to you. When the astronauts was on the moon, uh, I think it was Neil Armstrong, a recording of Neil Armstrong. He's talking about um, they're there and they're watching us. And um, people are speculating, you know, there was aliens on this crater ridge, watching our astronauts do whatever they were doing on the moon. So it, that's a fun little. It's a fun conspiracy theory off of this conspiracy theory. The moon is a giant star base where aliens are occupying and they're watching us and they're observing us.
0: Which aliens, though? Short, tall, reptilian, Nordic. Uh, I
1: want to say I want to say it's the Grays.
0: Well, which ones? You can't. You can't do that because the short okay well time on so so the so the, sh- so the grace when people say the grays they do mean the short grace by default and then if they yes. don't mean the short grace they say the tall grays.
1: yeah well the tall grays have a name that i can't remember oh, so i've just been i've just been referring to them they, they look like the short grays just taller um but yes when people say the grays they're referring to the little four-foot bastards
0: why'd you call them bastards? But- they're our allies they're fighting the reptilians and the tall ones it's
1: not good I, my... It's
0: not good. It's not good. I'm just saying, like told... if we're fighting an international battlefield, you know, and and we're all going to be enslaved one way or the other. Just don't call the guys that are helping us bastards. That's all I'm saying.
1: It's a term of endearment for me.
0: You better tell them that.
1: Well, if they're listening, they're going to know it's a term of endearment. I called my rooster a bastard the other day. He called you cock your bastard. That's right. <laughs> all right, man.
0: Well, is there anything else you want to say tonight?
1: No, no, because anything else I'll say is going to lead down a, a 30, 45-minute rabbit hole. All right, bro. So to recap, we did cover we did cover the graves, which are the short graves, and we did cover- Yeah, and they are the ones primarily responsible for abductions. They're the ones that people report seeing all the time.
0: Yeah, um, I'm a little confused by that because you, you, you say they're our friends, but they keep shoving things up people's
1: butts. Yeah, well, that, that's part of the deal. They they give us technology, we give them science experiments. Mm, couldn't you? Hmm. That, that was, was, part, gonna... of that Eisen, that was part, part of that Eisenhower deal. That's how we got on the Eisenhower thing.
0: Yeah, I, I just okay. Let's 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 pretend we're president for a minute, right? And somebody says, like, "Look, I'm from the universe at large, and you own this body of land." And you're on this other planet. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, if you sign a treaty with me, I'll give you technology. All I need is some spare butts to jab. And I'm like, sweet. All you have to do is travel like 3,000 miles south. you're not jab
1: Huh? All you got to do is not jab mine.
0: Yeah. You just don't jab. You don't jab my people. You just send them anywhere else in the world. And then when they're like, because right. I mean, who are they going to say? Like, oh man, this, there was this abduction. And they said it was Eisenhower's fault. And Eisenhower was like, are you kidding me? I never met you before. Why would I say that anyone can jab you in the butt? I just don't know why you pick your own people. That's all I'm saying. I'd pick Russia. At that time, pick Russia. Be like, yeah, man, you could totally give us technology, just jab the Russians in the butt. <laughs> <Can
1: you imagine>? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well think, think about it if uh if you go to so say say you do that. If they go to Russell's to attacking people. Re- then you're gonna have the Russian government looking into what's going on. What the hell's flying in our skies? You know, then you got government inquiries, and then you got jet fighters chasing after UFOs or whatever. Whatever the same thing so, happens, they they visit the but they but visit but the press. Yeah, but uh, by doing by doing your own people, then the government just sweeps it up under the rub. Y'all, y'all are crazy. You don't aliens, what? No, no, I'd
0: pick somebody I didn't like. And then when they would call me, they'd be like, Hey, hey, President Kyle. I heard you sent the aliens here to stick pe- things up my people's butt. I'd be like, well, I didn't. But if I did, I would simply say, go to China next. And just carry on the tradition. <laughs> until, <laughs> until every country
1: was the victim. <laughs> well, look, 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 I'm sorry. Your citizens are getting probed and their their butts are sore. What country would you like me to send them to? UK. Right.
0: That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'd be like, oh, and why wouldn't you send them to a territory? Like, say, if you have the states and you're like, oh man, oh, Puerto Rico, you don't want to be a, a state. Okay, well, aliens, there's your one spot. Just, <laughs> yeah, or,
1: or you know, Canada.
0: Oh, Canada. Oh my gosh, little America who thinks you're
1: better than us. There you go. <laughs> go up, go, go up to the Northwest Territory, the Yukon Territory. They're so spread out up there, it'll take a week for them to tell somebody their ass hurts.
0: <laughs> they probably forget it by the time they found somebody <laughs> yes yes eisenhower should have sent them to the canadians you're right you're right way up north or alaska
1: yeah there are a bunch of russians up there
0: you know i heard that they actually do speak
1: russian in some parts there still as a native they're, language my my the baptist church i attend uh we oh, told so. me that yeah we sponsor a missionary that goes to – that he's a missionary to a town up there that has no church of any type, and they all still speak Russian. Like, he showed us pictures, and, like, even in the grocery stores, all the food labels are in Russian and everything.
0: That's so neat, man. Okay. I thought that was a fun, lighthearted ending, so we're <laughs> going to end it there. It sounds good. All right, brother. Hey everybody! Thank you so much for joining us. I know our conversations kind of go up, down, and sideways, mostly sideways. So mostly sideways. Mostly sideways. So thank you very much.
1: Little cattywampus.
0: Oh, Oh, we gotta talk about next week's episode. We can't just end it without about without what to look forward to. Yeah. Joseph, you're the alien guy. What what do I look at
1: until next week? What are we gonna? I'm going to look at it next week. I would like to look at uh, I would like to explore the the theory that uh, we kind of touched on it today about the old gods being the aliens.
0: Okay. Now that's fine. We can touch on that. I want to touch on, did you see that TikTok video I sent you about some type of uh, Native American monster being in the cave system and that's why people are getting eaten in the national park? Yes. I want to do that yeah. stuff.
1: That works. Um, yeah, you're talking about going into like uh Wendigos and and Skinwalkers and things like that.
0: I don't know what I'm going into. That's why Okay.
1: Wendigo, Skinwalker, not deer. Look up them three things. I'll text it to you.
0: Not deer? Not deer. Are are you saying n-o-t-d-e-r Yes,
1: yes N O T, not deer.
0: Okay, everybody, I thought I was looking up some cave monster from the natives, but I'm not. I'm looking up three things that I don't know what they are. So anyway, next week, we will tackle a subject that I obviously am completely ignorant in, and Joseph will tackle a subject that I'm obviously still ignorant in. So, thank you very much for joining us, and hopefully...
1: We'll, 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 We'll touch on Bigfoot, because there's a theory that all those monsters are actually aliens. You're shitting me. I am not. I just discovered it like a week ago.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! There's
1: like a there's like a two hour documentary on YouTube. I gotta watch.
0: Oh my gosh, and and the thing is, it's like I was listening to that those documentaries today, and I think it was season one, the visitors, like episode two, and they're like, maybe we're the aliens, like on Earth, like me and you. Right. But to be honest that made tons of sense to me like like out of all the creatures on earth like who doesn't belong it's definitely people you know so out of every creature on earth i do think that we would be the aliens because we're not good for heat we're not good with cold we're not very good at killing things with our bare hands or claws or teeth or
1: anything we're all tool-based so what you're saying is from an evolutionary standpoint we make no sense hundred percent yeah this ending would be so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. bro. I'll
0: talk to you later. Would-